Time and time again, they try to hold me down. They try to tell me that I won't be anything. They try to tell me I'm a fuck up, that I'm garbage. And I just smile because you're witnessing the rise of a motherfucking king. Yeah. Hallucinations of horror haunting my horrid mind Simulated senses satisfied by scenes of brutal crime I wanted to give this bitch my knife tip But by the way she's screaming and moaning I could tell that she fucking liked it I've been waiting for the right fit And the right time to cut the lights And leave these motherfuckers lifeless I've been loving life Well, life less See, I'm a psycho, but Hey, yo, I digress And I just digest all of your innards I'm a sicko and I'm gathering up food for the winner I'm the bringer of pain and I am the master of splinters I'm the shredder of flesh inside of the sewer of sickness I will gather your blood and barrels to dump them in the river Make a cleansing of crimson, create a sea of forgiveness I don't gotta dream about it cause I live this A nightmare every day and it be endless I pen these thoughts down on loose leaf Won't ever lose sleep now Watch me creep through the shadows like a cool freak Skippy Yickum got the game on lock You just got a new neighbor Now this ain't your block Cause I've been dealing with some pent up aggression I took the curse that I was given And turned it into a blessing All my anger and hatred Mixed with sorrow and depression Into each and every sentence Use my music as my weapon They try and tell me that I'm merely a waste Till I climbed out of the sewer Spitting shit in they face Till I climbed out of these ruins and I laid them to waste Using hate as motivation, it was fuel for the race And now I'm first place And I'll be flying in my own lane Fans wanting pictures of me You were still a known name and you were still a broke lame Isn't it funny how the tides change, motherfucker? I'm one of the dopest out No need to scream and shout I've earned my clout Y'all think different, shut your fucking mouth Cause here's my thesis I'm just like Jesus For letting myself down For believing these people could conceive this Life full of better lands I'm not a better man I'm just a seed of sin I'm bracing for the end You'll never breathe again I be coming with a switchblade on me Got the skin tight gloves and the all black hoodie Cause I'm ready to wreck this shit I'm making my own exodus Subjected to the fact that I'm a slave to my own deficit Death to all these thoughts because I really can't connect with them Connecting is the method that I use when I'm subjecting them A bright flash in the land of the dead A beautiful butterfly I lured into my web I sweet talked you honey Now you're lying on my bed Well I'm about to pound you till you're crying Cause I'm fucked in the head There's no turning back Cause if my mind says do it It's like 30 seconds later I'm gonna get right to it I try to block it out I try to turn the volume down But all these voices screaming at me Now they're getting way too loud I'm blinded I'm lost inside this dark haze So much rage I be stuck in my old ways I need to try to find a piece of joy Like when I stand against opponents And I leave them destroyed because They try and tell me that I'm merely a waste Till I climbed out of the sewer Spitting shit in they face Till I climbed out of these ruins And I laid them to waste Using hate as motivation It was fuel for the race And now I'm first place And I'll be flying in my own lane Fans wanting pictures of me You were still a known name And you were still a broke lame Isn't it funny how the tides change Motherfucker
difficulty Try to rise above, but I'm always a feeling fucking ugly I'm slowly becoming a hermit My struggle is telling me one thing That I've never made it a priority To be grateful, I'm searching for something To make me conscious of all this talking But I don't care Several certain instances have made me so prone to despair I seek repair when I find it When I ride on the beat I'm on the deep with weaponry That granted me means to defeat I let the seizure against the world that shut me up for being Myself and no one else but up a sweat of gross reason To hate myself, feel overwhelmed till I'm consciously screaming Struggling within a doubt before by a constant of heathen But I'm believing that I'll step up and overcome Use the perception of my ugliness to finally plunge The blade inside of every trachea of every bump Motherfucker trying to make me nuclear with the way that they judge Let me tell you what you did to just make me feel so damn ugly For anything that I'm given So have I fallen, maybe risen I feel locked in a prison Manifested by my internal insecurities and indecision So who am I? Am I the fucking nice guy? Always getting picked on you Spitting in my fucking eye Or am I the MI tribe general? Leading all my soldiers to the promised land Let them know I can't be a savior Till I save myself to lead obscene behavior Everybody looking at me like I don't know I'm fucked up I really wish they knew I wanna die But I shut up Cause you can't let them know how you feel You're a faggot in your feelings Man up and drink a beer I've been steering the wrong way Stuck in a jam And if I only feel this Does that make it who I am? I'm lost Let me tell you what you did to Just make me feel so damn ugly So ugly Yeah, so ugly, you made me feel so ugly But maybe you just hate yourself You feel the need to believe me You make me feel so damn ugly This world makes me feel ugly Debating if I can hate no love of this right I chose to vent my anger loud into a motherfucking mic Dwelling in the past and hating that I go is complicated Everything that happened to me in the helpless victim statement I wasn't left complacent, more like bereft in anguish I let my happiness become a living work of fiction But I refused submission, I rose and made it work Stood up and demanded recognition in the chase for work It could be worse, I'm rolling with the homicidal military installation Deadly with my cooperation, the world hated, I waited in Yes, I found a team, a group of people underestimated just like me. And now together we affect the planet, cause it's a day of retribution, the evil is in a panic. It's ironic that you spit in my face and call me ugly, cause inside your hideous frontin' like you above me. Let me tell you what you did to just make me feel so damn ugly. So ugly, yeah, so ugly, you made me feel so ugly. But maybe you just hate yourself. You feel the need to believe me. You make me feel so damn ugly. This world makes me feel ugly.
Try to pull the wool over my eyes so I could not see That you a wolf in the skies, merely playing a sheep All you ever did was lie so petty and cheap That you could suck a dick and die, wouldn't lose no sleep Because you're off for death, no time for rest Till my hands around your throat and there is no more breath Take this big buck knife to the side of your chest I enter brutal business, load deep into your flesh 
Ain't got time for fake friends Only got time for pouring my heart and passion into this ink pen Cause I write bars, blow my straight trends Make ends every now and then I gotta break, man Motherfucker, I'm a hip-hop beast And you a hip-hop nothing cause your hip-hop ceased You try to pick it up again, then I guess we'll see Like, okay, I could destroy you, dismantle your dream This man right here was a part of my team Therefore, was in store for a part of the scheme To build it up, ill as fuck Everyone around be feeling us, what? But you had to fuck it up now, didn't you? Chance of a lifetime, I bet that's hitting you I guess you thought that I'd never get rid of you Come around me, you know, really be hitting you Lay you out, chop you up in a lunch for my meat Turn a beast when I feast, got stuck in my teeth Bitch, I'm going to hell and you coming with me Should've never really had to be like that But someone had to be a little bee like that You a snitch, stuck a nigga, they no G-type rats How the hell you wanna rap me but never know how to act Hope you little niggas is watching your back With a knife in my hand, I won't leave you intact Brain in your lap when the gun it go clap I was keeping your chick and was loving the cat Stupid as motherfucker for thinking that I would never stop it I'm about to go ballistic and shit on niggas for hell If my lyrics getting thick as a bitch And I get the feeling I'm killing I'm about the millions And really I'm about to let it stop so I don't know when you rid of my brains Ain't nobody understood me of the shit that I was in I'd be heading the opposition to any move with my pen like fuck you
Oh my God, am I doing something illegal by doing this video, or is this, am I protected by the, the, the first right amendment or the amendment? Don't take my baby. I'm at $13,000 a month. What more do you want from me? You can catch me on the block uptown. That's where I'm coming from. Homewood rapping, east side blessing. Tatted on my arm for my two state flexing. Thanks to my mama, dad, cause I made a weapon. I've been eventually quiet. Cities been set up out. They like ace, let it out. So what niggas retire? I mean, you can't do it like me. Sorry, you tried. Just a cocky little nigga. I'm sorry, can't even lie. Whoa. Look what this beat done did to me. Fanatic for fat asses. I'm winning who wants that it to hear me to lose a breath. Cindy like asthmatic. Still, we don't love it. That's incredibly dogmatic. Running around sound like, how does I do this shit? Fuck you niggas and your mom if you ain't with the crib. I'm close to the throne. Foley on my zone with the whole damn city. Yeah, we on. Yeah, we on. Watch me how I do this. The birds go to child. Thought you knew this. Uh, I treat my life like a movie. Can't fuck with your niggas cause I flew me. Be Chris around the match that I'm bringing. These hits, y'all try banging. Even these hating niggas, y'all got them all singing. I ain't never gonna stop. Yo, this stuff is what I'm coming for. Me and my niggas gotta eat, it's fine, fight for. Think money, squad team, got whole team. Let's just watch when the shit drop. Have your whole lane switch. I be on a Ross Kendrick and J. Cole shit. The way I be spitting, be having these bitches draws. So I'm a bull winner, though we get a bread. Get it, the type of nigga to get rich. Have noodles for dinner. I'ma pull up in the floor. I'ma have the whole hood out. Round, round time with my queen, with my dreads out. Nigga steady hating. Nigga said he thinking about the grind, don't stop, I'm overtaking. Uh, watch me how I do this. The birds go to child, thought you knew this. Uh, I treat my life like a movie, can't fuck with your niggas cause I flew me. Uh, watch how I put it down, watch how this be the water around town. Uh, if you with me, then you with me. 2018, getting litty. Cracking with a little bit of jazz. Roll me a 
with the words. We don't need a flashing camera. We just need to stand together and find the peace that's been broke off. We redefine the speech. Mumbling is nothing but trouble. I know hip hop would, but I won't let it die for me. On you never heard of I pushed it hard to further the grind. I feel like murder, but hip hop has saved me. So I must return the favor. I know that you're in danger. You're my savior, but this time hip hop needs saving. One you never heard of, I pushed it harder, further the grind, I feel like murder, but hip-hop has saved me, so I must return the favor, I know that you're in danger, you're my savior, but this time, you were there for me, so I'll be there for you, in this time of need, when people ask me what I love, I say you, excitedly, I'm a rapper, and I don't need to hide my sleeves, I'll yell it proudly until I'm deceased, you can put holes through my hands, Feet. Prop me up on a cross and I'll still rhyme with these Cause if no one shed a tear, I know hip-hop would cry for me People come and people go, but hip-hop will never abandon me Shout out to my exes and offense who can never handle me Got used to people stabbing me, my back cannot be damaged any more than it already has been And guess who bandaged me? Hip-hop And even if the world is mad at me, hip-hop will always be there to laugh with me I know I ain't perfect, but perfection is a fantasy And it seems like hip-hop is the only one who is understanding me I can't put into words how much I appreciate everything you've done for me And what you helped me create, but I can't stand by while these others deviate from your roots But I promise every Everything will be okay, just give me your trust and I'll take all the trash Make them take the jokes back that they make about rap Eliminate all the jokes that came about rap But to all you whack rappers have to say about that Nothing, so keep your mouth shut Strong relationships revolve around trust So let's round up the lies and ship them away Get rid of the fakes, if I ain't slipping away As long as I'm in charge of self-preservation And I'm intact, biblical verses But no Bible rap And if this were to be my final act I'd sacrifice my life cause I would die for rap Morning, about to spark me a split. Then 
And I'm thinking to myself, ain't life such a trip? Considered a loser through the public abuse, yeah, but I ain't the one to be pinned up. I live a life of a sinner. I be cooking these beats up and eating MCs for dinner. I got the hustle game unlocked with my gun by my cock, with a hat to the side. You can tell by my walk, I ain't the one to be fucked with, cause you love wet and have it. I got a heart of a savage, I'll eat you up like a rabbit. Shit you out like some cabbage and black you out like the Sabbath. I got that getty getty green, if you know what I mean. I got the sticky situation that don't come with no seeds. I stay away from new drug called jealousy. I'm a virus to the hate, but I won't hesitate to walk by your casket, spit in your face. You know I got the means to disappear with no trace. To the knot just to learn how it was done. Food stamps got jacked, hanging out of the back of my league dunks, and the brains got wrong. Growing up, watching how we tell it up in the year of 1990 to the one. And I never really had anybody to show me anything different. I was a bastard son. Sitting through the hand me down racks of a salvation army left at by your bastard son. Down's heartbreaks, never had God's sake. Big escape from believing in one. I was ignoring the fact my heart was tore up in black and cracked after eclipsed the sun. At the age of my innocence, flipping up the page to the rates and significance. Charlie with the local, I can show you what terrific is. Put up in a chuckle by the devil and better visions of vividness. Prison death and living and forgiving omnipotence. Shutting up a kid, throwing a demon in his body, riding shoddy to an Everything he told me to do with learning all the evil he taught me, protecting myself from evil coming through. through. Cause the ducks ran dry from my pain and I'll never subside. Devin, Cause the hell that I've been through always did a man to die. Cause the ducks ran dry from my pain and I'll never subside. 
Say so. 
latest. I wanna be Nas and AZ, they was major. This is classic, I ain't think about the paper. Too much money in the majors. I'm too humble, I just wanna make classics. Have a cold following. That rivals all the masses. I don't wanna be yay. He lost himself, sold his soul. Fuck the wealth, Chicago needed him. Shy kids believed in him. What he do, he out there deceiving him. That nigga's a snake, a black man repping self hate. Try to make America great. A house nigga is a house nigga. Guess that's what he about, nigga. If that's fame, I don't really need it. The industry got me heated. He was a great, I can't believe it.
see it and we're in pain Let me dial into your mind Let our frequencies combine We are all the same Show and see it and we're in pain Let me dial into your mind From the rubble, yelling, run for your life, bitch. Eyes glowing red like the tip of my knife is. Cold blooded killer, send a chill up your spine quick. Right shit that make you wanna die with a white bitch. Sliced wrist gushing out until she was lifeless. I got these faggot rappers never trying to rhyme again. Cause every time I step up to a mic, they know what time it is. Your lyrics gas when I'm spitting is liquid nitrogen. So fucking underground that I'm kicking it with some China meat. 30 below zero, ain't no blood sitting with me. Bronchial irritation in my lungs and my kidneys. Making hella body stiff and if I'm busting a semi. Bet I bring the cold front when I come to your city. Bitch. Every day I'm getting pissed, waking up from my sleep. Wanna aim into the sky and get to busting my heat. Swear to God, I feel like everybody wanted with me. Till I snap and everybody getting punched in their teeth. Cold blooded motherfucker, what you want me to say? I hate the whole planet, but I'm stuck in this place. I can feel it in my bones, running up in my veins. I'm cold blooded, you can bet I fucking love it this way. Aye. Welcome to my cranium, it's finna be a long night. Feel the piercing chill in my presence like I'm the wrong type. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Uncovering the Underground Radio Podcast Show. As always, I'm your host, Skip Yickham of Brutal Business Entertainment, and I would like to thank you for tuning in tonight. Whether you are listening live or streaming this after the fact, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And whether you're listening to us on Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, or any of the other online streaming platforms out there, make sure you hit the like button share button and follow button whatever buttons they give you go ahead and click on them because the more that you do that the more that moves us up the podcast community rankings and the bigger and better things we can do with the show as i said we are across every single online streaming platform out there so wherever you feel most comfortable listening to us go ahead and do so but keep in mind if you do tune in through spreaker.com or through the spreaker app and that is s-p-r-e-a-k-e-r that is our hosting site And that allows you to not only listen to us, but also allows you to tune in and leave comments during the show live or ask our guest questions. 
Now, you can find not only our show on all online major streaming platforms, um, which is Uncovering the Underground, but you can also find our other radio show, which is a two-parter, and it's called Celestial Oddities. So go on to those platforms, search Brutal Business Entertainment. This show is called Uncovering the Underground, and our other show, which centers around the paranormal and supernatural, is called Celestial Oddities. You can't go wrong with either of them, so make sure you check out all present and past episodes, and I think you'll find something that you certainly enjoy. Now, if you wonder where we've been the last couple weeks, we did take a couple weeks off. Um, Two weeks ago, we did bring you a special episode on Monday, November 25th, which was the Monday prior to Thanksgiving. reason we did that is because we didn't want to bring you a show on Thanksgiving, feeling that most of you would probably be with your families. So we brought you a show that Monday, which was Painless in Denial, an underground model and artist on my label, Brutal Business Entertainment. And then the following week, we did have an interview set for a um, a band that we were going to bring on the show, but unfortunately, they canceled about a week before the show because some conflicts with scheduling. And instead of filling that spot, I decided just to take that week off, have a nice mental break, and then pick back up this week. So if you've been missing us, we are certainly back. We have a lot of other great episodes um, coming for you to finish out the year of 2019, and then certainly quite a bit of awesome interviews lined up weekly for the year of 2020. Currently, we are booked into April of next year. Now, if my voice does sound a little funny tonight, guys, I do want to apologize. I am battling a severe sinus and ear infection. I got the double whammy going on there, so I might sound a little strange tonight, but I promise to bring you the show, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let that shit stop me. So we are definitely going to give you a great show. As always, I want to thank our sponsors, Tattooed Scumbag Apparel. They make amazing clothing. I wear their um, gear not only on stage, I wear it out and about, and I also wear it at home. Um, You can't go wrong with their stuff. They make everything from beanies and hats to hoodies and shirts, sweatpants and socks, and everything in between. If you're a tattooed scumbag like me, you would love it. Check them out at www.tattooedscumbag.com. Again, that's www.tattooedscumbag.com and use promo code BBE10 for 10% off of your overall order. Like I said, you'll love their gear. It's very comfortable, very well made. It supports a local business and a local tattoo artist here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He would appreciate it and I would appreciate it. We also want to thank our sponsors at Legion Artworks. Roush Designs, 5mg Artworks, and R3 Graphics. So thank you to everybody that helps make this show what it is, and obviously thanks to all you guys out there as fans for listening in each week. Hit that share button, share it around to your family and friends. The more that you do that, the more people that tune in, and the more things I'm going to give you with this show, because I am by far done. We won't stop until we are the number one underground interview radio show out there. I give you that as a promise. Now tonight, we have something a little different for you. I know I always bring you different people from bands to rappers to actresses and actors to authors and everything in between. Tonight, we are bringing on a young lady who has you know, done some great work that I've been following for a couple years now in the underground. She is a special effects makeup artist, and she does a great job. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. We're going to bring her on the line and pick her brain for a little bit. Chels Effects is a Capital Region, New York native, special effects makeup artist specializing in, but not limited, to gore. She is a licensed cosmetologist with roughly eight years under her belt. Currently, she is booking for 2020 weddings, photo shoots, prom, and videos. 
Bookings are available through her Facebook and her website. We're going to talk a little bit about her career tonight, about her past, her present, and her future. Pick her brain on other subject matter, such as the underground and the music scene right now. The subject of horror and gore in general, and much, much more. So stick around, and hopefully you enjoy the show. Chels, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I had a long day at work, but I'm glad to be home and doing this interview now. So, Absolutely. I unfortunately was not at work today. I um, I called off today and yesterday, which is the first time I've called off work in over three years. But as I said, I've been battling one hell of a... um. One hell of a, uh, a sinus infection, an ear infection, but they gave me some medicine earlier that's got me feeling pretty good for the time being, so I'm going to cross my fingers and count my blessings, and we'll get through this interview and what happens after that, and you know, so be it. So, um, glad you could be on the show tonight. As I said, I've been watching your work for quite a while now, um, obviously have interviewed some of your counterparts that we'll talk about here in a little bit, um, but I've been watching your work and been very impressed for quite some time. Thank you. Now, I mean, why don't you tell us how... How did you get into to, to doing special effects makeup? I mean, it's something that I personally have always enjoyed. I've never, ever in my life ever even tried to do, you know, any type of special effects makeup. Um, but I've always enjoyed seeing people that have a skill in doing so. So what made you decide that you wanted to start doing this? Um, so in 2012, I went to cosmetology school and um, we had a we had like a fashion show set up for that uh, hair school and I decided I was going to make my model look a little different. And it was like an ocean themed under the sea um, kind of category. So I made her like a shipwreck mermaid. Uh, I put like a little hook in her cheek and I was like, all right, here we go. Like, this is what's going to start this. I've always been really into horror and horror movies and that kind of stuff. And I was never really scared. I was always intrigued on how they made someone look like that or how they did that. And um, so I just kept getting more and more into it and found myself pretty deep. And so here I am doing it on the daily now. Now, prior to 2012, you said you, you had never done any special effects makeup prior to that. Or was that was that your very first time? That was my very first time. And how do you how do you feel that it turned out after doing it? Did you look at it and say, "Wow, I mean, I I have a bit more of a skill in this than I originally anticipated," or was it something that you looked at and said, "Oh, you know, I, I enjoy this, but it's it could have done probably better." When I look at it now, um, with how much experience I have, I say, "Wow, I really really could have done better." But when I first did it, I was like, "Oh shit, this is so cool!" And you know, everyone. Um, that I was around wasn't really into that. And, um, they, it was, they haven't seen stuff like that before. So they, their positive encouragement is what led me to here. But looking at it now in hindsight, it was terrible. <laughs> well, no, that's great. That's actually the perfect answer because it's good to be happy at it, happy with it at the moment and say, wow, like I, I kind of impressed myself and I didn't expect to be as good as I was. Now, obviously as years go on, you should always steadily be progressing. So you look back and say, even though I was very happy with myself at that time, I know I could have done better or I was certainly in better now. But at that time, you, you took it beyond what you originally thought you could. So that's great. 100%. Yeah. I even do that now with makeup. Um, I did a broken nose on someone not that long ago, about a year or two ago. And then I did it again this year just to see like my progression and how far I 
like have come in that amount of time. And there was a significant difference. So, <laughs> Well, that's great. I always tell people if you get to a point where you don't feel that you're progressing whatsoever, if you look over a year span from a year ago to now and you don't find at least some little inkling of progression, then it's probably time to hang it up because if you're not progressing, there's no point in doing it. Definitely. Now, with you starting out doing The Mermaid, um, after that point, was it something, like you said, that you wanted to start doing it You know, quite frequently after that? Was it something that you did you know, weekly, monthly, or was it something that started to become part of your everyday life? Um, it really was just hit or miss. Anyone I could convince to let me put latex on their face, I would do it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I didn't have a lot of, uh, friends that were into like the horror community or anything like that at the time. So they were all kind of like, why would you want to do that? And, um, so I had to, it took a lot of convincing to let me do that to my friends. So um, it was far and few between, but just in the past about three years, um, I've gotten pretty in-depth with it. It's become a daily thing to a monthly thing now. Okay, because I think that's a, in the last two years is when I discovered you. So, um, you know, I got to see you during the, the, the peak of it, I guess, so to speak, or at least the peak of it so far. Yeah, um, definitely. Now, would you would you say that that's been your hardest challenge since starting out in, in this genre is that, you know, you didn't have a lot of people to work on. It wasn't a lot of people into the horror side around you. So that was your biggest challenge or would you pick something else as far as what your biggest challenge has been getting into this um, this this scene? Yeah, that has been my biggest challenge. Um, thankfully, I met a good group of people and they really took me in and introduced me to the underground and I've gotten to know a lot of people. Unfortunately, New York is not um, very popular <laughs> um, for horror communities or even underground communities. Um, so it's hard to find a, a diverse group of people to work on and to do makeup on, but um, I have my my little group here and I do as much as I can with them um, because they love it and they let me do it whenever I want. So that's good now. But back back in about 2012, 2013, it wasn't always there was not a lot of people for me to do makeup on. But definitely now. Now, the group that you speak of, is that CPM? Correct. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, who they are, what the name stands for, what the initials stands for, and a little bit of background behind CPM. Yeah. So CPM stands for Confused Products Media. It's the media label that I'm on. Um, Right now we have a group called It That Betrays. Um, they're, They're great. They have been making music for quite some time now. Um, and then we have Drama, Jonathan Cordy. He's super good. He's been making music for a while. We also have a photographer. We are Fallen Star. They work with us a lot. And then there's me. <laughs> um, yeah. So we offer a lot. There's, it's very diverse. A makeup artist, a photographer. Um, Steve Miller from It That Betrays, he does video. So we have a videographer musicians we've got it all (laughs) no that's great it's good to have a crew that's like-minded that have good head on their shoulders that are looking to put out their art whether the same or different than yourself as a group because you each push one another you each help each other grow 
um, and make each other stronger. Now, I know you mentioned It That Betrays, um, Reaps Rotten, Stalks Boogie. We had them on the show, uh, I guess, probably several months ago now. Time just flies by. But if you haven't yeah. heard that interview out there, folks, um, you can go back in our, our history log here. As I mentioned to everyone that listens to the show, not only can you listen to us every single Thursday night from 8 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but we do have a catalog of old um, episodes. Right now, this marks episode 38. Um, so there's 37 previous episodes that you can listen to of Uncovering the Underground. Um, so make sure you go back and pick out some of your favorites. There's a lot of great guests we've had along the way. It That Betrays is certainly one of those um, groups that were great to have on the show. And we're going to play a little bit of their music tonight on some of the breaks that we have. But uh, great interview with the two of them and uh, really great guys. Definitely. I love them. <laughs> Absolutely. But interesting, you know. Now, was you know with the makeup and you coming kind of hand in hand with that group did that start leading you into the underground music scene or were you already part of the underground music scene and that's how you came across them how did that come about with you being in the in the music scene I went to a show um with my friend Rich and simply the rabbit you yeah um so I went to a show with him I was very good friends with him. Uh, wasn't really like into the music scene. I just kind of hung out with him and enjoyed his music. And then he convinced me to go to a show in Massachusetts where I saw It That Betrays for the first time and um, connected with Steve and Ricky. And from there, it blossomed into uh, beautiful friendships and getting to know a lot of people in the underground, um, networking with them, and then with other people making friends through them. So um, it was just a beautiful, beautiful little networking thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And shout out to Simply the Rabbit because um, he certainly brought me across you. He brought me across at the Betrays, uh, Mikey Cleopatra. He, he's brought me, to, you know, come in contact with several people that are either in your group or associated with your group, all great people, all have shown a lot of love to me and vice versa over the, over the past you know couple years. And I hate to sound like a broken record, folks, but if you didn't catch that interview, I did have Simply the Rabbit on um, several months ago as well, and that was also a great interview. So make sure you you know swing back in time and check out that one also. Yeah, music is definitely definitely a great thing. It brings so many people together from so many different aspects of of life, you know, I never really had the intentions on um, becoming a part of the underground or getting to know anyone in the underground, and it happened, and I'm so thankful. It is a great community. I mean, I've been involved in the underground scene for quite some time at this point. I've been lucky enough to be in the scene for you know 20 years at this point, and it's been it's been very good to me. Um, I've met a lot of great people, not only in music but across a plethora of different scenes, whether, like I said before, whether it be the acting scene and meeting actors and actresses to filmographers, videographers, photographers, um, you know, artists, makeup artists such as yourself, just uh, just a plethora of different people that are very talented, that are very good people, um, that have become acquaintances, have become friends. Um, so it's been it's been great to do that, and that's why I love this show because not only did I already know these people, but I love to be able to give back to the scene and to the fans out there by letting them hear and meet new artists out there and come across maybe their next favorite artist and hear about who they are as an artist and as a person and kind of present that to folks. And it's, it's great because I get to kick it with friends and, uh, you know, bullshit a little bit. 
Yeah. Now, um, you know, how is the scene in New York? I mean, obviously, I'm just a I'm just a few steps below you here in Pennsylvania. But I mean, how is the New York scene as far as underground hardcore horrorcore rap? There is not a whole lot going on in New York. It's funny because I was just talking to Steve about how New York really is not the place for for I don't think any music right now. I think a lot of good music um, that where you see people making it is in coming out of like Florida. But uh, we travel a lot to Massachusetts. I feel like that's pretty close to us. It's about an hour, two hours away. And they have a lot going on in Massachusetts. You got like Problematic, you have Mad Max, you have a lot of good stuff coming out of Massachusetts. Um, We just went to Axmas in Massachusetts. That was fucking awesome. (laughs) But yeah, New York really isn't it. (laughs) But um, we have close places like Massachusetts. So Okay, well, that's great. It's, it's good that if you don't have it in your local backyard that you can kind of travel down the road a little bit and still have somewhere close to you that you can, you know, go and network with people. Your guys can perform and, and you know, just all together and not too far away because some places there's nowhere close no matter where they go. So, um, right. You know, it is great that, you know, even though the scene might not be kicking that much for underground horrorcore, hardcore in New York, that a few, you know, steps away you can get over to to Boston and and certainly get to still experience some great acts like Axe Mess. You know, Axe is a great band. We got to play with them several times. Um, Great dudes, and they always put on a great show. Yeah, they're they're great. Plus, you're not that far either. You're about three and a half, four hours, which isn't too, too far, you know? So there's a lot coming out of your area. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I've only been up in New York and performed one time. I haven't ever gotten back up there. I don't, I don't know why. It just didn't seem like, and probably because of what you said, there wasn't a lot of offers. I've played all over the place, but New York is only something that I've done one time and never really got an offer to come back. And then one time that I did, I think it was a very small show. I don't even remember what town in New York it was in. Um, it was, it was several years ago. Uh, but there just didn't seem like there was a lot of things happening to really pique my interest to come up there, sadly. Um, yeah. So hopefully that changes around in years to come. I mean, it, it's a hit or miss thing. I mean, it depends on the genre you're in. And when you are in the hardcore horrorcore scene, you either going to be in an area that's booming or usually an area that's just dead. I know um, before I was really into the underground scene, I was um, pretty close knit with a lot of people in the hardcore scene, um, as well as Mike Cleopatra. We kind of came out of the same scene and then came into this underground scene. It's kind of funny to look back on that. But the um, the demand for like hardcore music is pretty, pretty wide in New York. But um, for anything else, it's really like a just terrible here. <laughs> and I could see that. I do know that New York is very big on the hardcore and heavy oh, metal scene. I mean, as someone who stemmed originally and rooted from a uh, death metal scene, I mean, that's my original background for many, many years. Um, I did hip hop on the side as well. And then it kind of flip flopped and I became more hip hop full time and the, the metal kind of faded. I'm still always going to be a metal guy, but um, I know that New York was very good on the metal side. So yeah. um, especially yeah. like the post hardcore scene. Um, so I could definitely see that being more of the element up there. Right. Now, if you had to pick, and I mean, I don't expect you to obviously jump just to horrorcore because that's more of the scene that you're involved with. But I mean, if that's the answer, that's fine. If you had to pick your ultimate music that you enjoy listening to, what is what is your preferred genre of music? 
at this stage in my life, it is horrorcore. I listen to a lot of scum right now. He's probably my top artist. <laughs> I saw him and fell in love. <laughs> so I I pretty much just listen to a lot of scum right now. <laughs> There's nothing uh, wrong with that. Um, that's actually one of my favorite um, not as just an artist, but as a person in the underground scene of thousands of people that I've met over the 20 years of doing this, Scum would be in my top three favorite I've ever met um, as far as just being a awesome, lovable, genuine person and right. great artist. He busts his ass. He's been doing it for a very, very long time. He's the gore father. And me and him just automatically kicked it and clicked very well. Um, I promise, folks, if you're listening out there, even though I did announce my retirement, um, I still will release songs from time to time. I still will play from time to time. It just won't be too often on the music side. going to focus more on the media and things. I think that's where my focus needs to go to. But what I'm getting at is there will be that Scum and Ickum collaboration that me and him have talked about several times. It just hasn't happened yet, but it will happen. Looking forward to that one. It'll be pretty dope. We've talked about it a few times. Last time I seen him, we were bullshitting about it. Um, it just hasn't ever come to fruition. Every time I'm free, he's not, and vice versa. So it's been a he's little bit tricky to make it happen. Guy. Oh, he's amazing. He's, yeah, you can't help but to like him, you know? <laughs> Scum, if you're listening out there, anybody's listening that's close to Ivan, please let him know he needs to get his ass on my radio show. I haven't talked to him in several <laughs> months. Um, Scum, I'm coming for you, buddy. We want to get you on Uncovering the Underground and pick your brain a little bit. I might have to reach out to you, you know, in the next couple of days and see if your your uh, availability is freed up a little bit because we have talked about that as well. That would be that would be awesome. I'm looking forward to all of that. Absolutely. Now, um, you know, what is your plans coming up? I mean, obviously, I know that you had listed that you're you're looking to book into 2020 um, with weddings, prom, photo shoots, just different things of that nature. But do you have any big projects that you're working on coming up that we should know about? So I think this interview is going to finish out my 2020 unless I can uh, convince Steven Ricky to let me do some weird fucked up Christmas type makeup on them, which I think they're down for. I think this might finish out my year. And then 2020, I plan to co- like just go in with a bang. I want to do as much as I can, as most as I can. I found a job where I can, you know, get nights and weekends off. So there's really no setbacks anymore. Um, I do plan to go and take like a special effects makeup course. I am licensed in cosmetology right now. That's just kind of like regular basic uh, beauty makeup. But I want to be licensed for cosmetology. So that is my big plan for 2020. Um, Other than that, I'm just going to put out as much material as I possibly can. That's awesome. So you're going to continue to push it, put out as much material as you can, get a lot of people to notice it, build your fan base. Would the ultimate goal be to, you know, try to eventually get into maybe being a makeup artist for maybe production like movies and things like that? Or what would your ultimate plan be? Um, that actually has crossed my mind a few times. Um, I think right now I just want to work on videos and doing music videos for like my affiliates in the underground. Um, I know Problematic and I talked at Axmas about possibly doing a video soon. Um, I have a video coming out in 2020 with, uh, his name is Glitch Jesus. Um, I can plug him in somewhere in my 
like Facebook page. I can re-upload that if people are interested. Um, that video I did a few months ago and should be ready for uh, the world to see soon. So that'll be coming out. And I just, I know I have a few videos lined up with It That Betrays. Um, I'm trying to get Drama Man to do a video. So my goal for 2020 and for a little bit beyond that is to put out as many music videos as possible. That's great because it's a great platform for people to see your work. Because, I mean, putting out pictures and putting out tutorials and things like that will certainly gain you buzz. It will gain you a fan base. But visual stimulation, and I don't mean just pictures, visual stimulation, but video um, seems to always resonate with people more. Just like as an, as an artist, um, as a music artist. You can release a song that does very well, but it seems when you put a video to it, the video will always do much better than the song itself did because people like to see that stimulation. They like to not only hear it and audibly you know, take it in, but they want to visually take it in. So if you start to put your work into the video, I think that'll be a great tool for you to help really build your platform that you're trying to build on. Definitely. As a consumer of music, I know I'm always looking for a video. Someone will put out a song and I'm like, all right, where's the video? When's the video coming out? Because I like that visual stimulation as well. Yeah. So I definitely get that. And that's great because unfortunately, um, not a lot of people, I don't want to say not a lot of people, still a ton of people do music videos, obviously, but there's a lot of music artists out there that do very well for themselves in the underground. They have a good name. They have a good fan base and put out a lot of music material, but they don't put out music videos. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many artists I know that yeah. don't have music videos, but they have a ton of songs or a huge catalog of music. Um, so I always feel that's an injustice to an artist to not have music videos because I feel that that's one of the biggest tools and key components to really boost yourself and amplify your your fan base. So the fact that, you know, you're trying to get more involved in music videos, even though you're not a music artist yourself, your work simply um, will be boosted by just being a part of that production. Um, so that's great. I think you have a great game plan. Thanks. Now, why don't we take our first break? I want to play a song here, um, and we're actually going to jump into um, the fellas on your team here. We got a song from It That Betrays, and we're going to play Mad Men. So if you're listening out there, this is It That Betrays, Mad Men. We'll be right back on Uncovering the Underground. Chainsaws and killing cops Eat them if I have to just to hide the evidence 
Mr. Fabbit. As to keep my mind straight, get rid of economic clash. You be ruled by hate. I'll lead your kids and rob a bank. Mr. Incredible. Anything is edible when your fucking mind is gone. We're back on Uncovering the Underground, and that was Mad Men by It That Betrays. And um, as we mentioned, they are part of CPM, which is a um, production company and label that uh, Chelsea Fx is part of. That's our guest for the evening. We've been kicking it with her for the last half an hour, picking her brain a little bit on who she is, how she got into the makeup scene, and everything that she's got coming up. Now, um, something I wanted to jump into, and I didn't want to forget to mention it, so I'm going to mention it now, is tonight, folks. It is December 12th, so 12-12. Tonight at 12-12 a.m., so I guess you could technically say the 13th, um, but it is a full moon, and unless I'm messing that up, unless that was ma- last night, but I'm pretty sure it was tonight. I think uh, it's tonight. Yeah, tonight is the last full moon of the decade. So if you are up and you are going to be you know, wanting to see that, close out the decade with a nice... Uh, you know, a little bit of time spent looking at the full moon. I don't know about you, but I love staring at the full moon. I love the power that the full moon gives off. Some of you might think I'm strange, but I will be taking my gems and stones out, laying them under the moon to recharge them and cleanse them. I'm not even going to get into all that, but I um, believe in some pretty strange things. So, um, tonight is the perfect one. I think it'll give off a lot of power tonight. So if you're into any type of, um, healing and stonework like myself, Tonight is the night, folks, the last full moon of the decade, closing out on 2019 and closing out on this decade. What a great time. Now, we've got the holidays coming up. Uh, you know, we just got past Thanksgiving. It's, it's hard to believe that it's already, um, you know, Christmas coming up yeah. already. I feel like it just was Christmas, and then it's like, boom, it's back again. Every year it comes quicker and quicker. And the thing is, I'm not that old, and I know older generations always say, you don't know how quick <laughs> the years go as you get older. Well, I, I can't even imagine whenever I get into my 70s how quick the years are going to go, because right now I blink and they're over. So, um, oh, yeah. you got any big plans coming up for the holidays? 
Um, well, we do, CPM has a show coming up, um, every year at That Betrays does a Horrorcore for Tots show. They put out, um, a Horrorcore for Tots EP. It's a couple Christmas songs, and then they sell those CDs at this show. All the money and proceeds this year are gonna go to, um, I believe the Mohawk Hudson Humane Society, Forgive me if I got that wrong. Um, so all the monetary donations and sales will go to that. And then, of course, um, you can get into the show with uh, a toy donation. So, and those will be going to the Ronald McDonald House in Albany. So they do that every year. This year it's going to be on the 14th. So two days from now, um, we're going to have It That Betrays, um, Al Mal, A Dot Wake, those are the same person, <laughs> different alias. Um, drama is going to be there. Heroes for Hire, uh, Mr. Clark, Lou Loudon, Mike Cleopatra, Palmar. So it's a pretty stacked lineup. I'm stoked for it. I know a couple other people are stoked for it. So if you're in the area, you should come out to that. Absolutely. Awesome. It's great to be able to use your talents to be able to help those in need. I've always been a firm believer of that. My label, Brutal Business Entertainment, has always been a firm you know, believer in that, that if we can help people with our talents, why wouldn't we? So it's great to see that you guys are doing the same thing. We're always looking for other charities and things to help out and raise money for across the board, not only from children to people, you know, to sick families and things that need, you know, certainly help to all kinds of fundraisers. I'm actually going to be doing a fundraiser, I think, next year um, to raise money with my other radio show to help continue to restore historic um, buildings that are haunted. Um, so there's some different, for those that don't know out there, I have been a paranormal investigator for a very long time, um, very detailed on my paranormal investigations. And there's several buildings that are absolutely mind-blowing. The activity in them is just out of this world. But unfortunately, they're older buildings, and you don't make a lot of money whenever you only keep your building open just for paranormal investigations here and there. So I've come up with the thought of maybe I'll start throwing benefits and fundraisers to help keep these buildings open because it's something I enjoy. And you'd mentioned Mike Cleopatra. Um, I've recently decided to go from doing solo investigations to creating a paranormal investigation team. I've always been the odd bird who always investigated by myself. So when you watch those shows out there and they're all frightened and they're jumping around and there's like six of them or four of them, three of them, and they're that scared as a group, I go to those same type of locations 100% by myself. Um I love horror, and as much as I love being scared, I don't know if I could do it alone. <laughs> I'm one of the only people that I know of personally that does go and investigate solo. Um, That's you. <laughs> I, I, and, I, and people are like, don't you get scared? I love it. I live for it. Um, I, I don't think there's anything more um, real to me. You know, and Some people would laugh at that. Real? I don't even believe in ghosts. <laughs> blah, blah. There's nothing yeah. more real to me than when you have a true, profound conversation encounter with something beyond what you were taught is there and you know we're going to be starting to do some team investigations so shout out to mike cleopatra as he will be joining my team from new york and he won't be able to be at all the investigations but he's going to be doing some behind the scene work and some video work and from time to time as we can um get together 
we are going to have him come down to PA and to other states that we're doing some things in, and he will be going on some investigations with me. So a lot of fun things coming up on that end, and you can catch all of that news and upcoming events with our other radio show, Celestial Oddities. Like I said, just search that name on Google, search that name anywhere, and you will certainly find us. If you like all things supernatural and paranormal, make sure you check us out. Now you that said... Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a blast. Um, I live for it. Like I said, so you don't think that, uh, you don't think you could probably do that end of it? No, I don't. <laughs> as much as I'd like to think I could, you know, I like to think I'm this big, scary, tough girl, you know, but no, I'd probably be like acting like a baby. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, I, I've told a lot of people this. It's, you know, everybody says that they want to go ghost hunting and I hate that fucking phrase, ghost hunting, but yeah. Um, yeah. everybody says they want to go ghost hunting and, I always tell people all the time, because I've been asked many times, well, can I come with you on a hunt? Can I come with you on an investigation? I'd love to. And I'm like, I don't think you probably would. Oh, no, 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 I would. I've always wanted to. And I'm like, listen, everybody says they want to have an encounter until they have an encounter. Oh, yeah, 100%. I I don't know (laughs) if I would handle myself. (laughs) I mean, you're either for it or you're you're not. I mean, it's it's truly eye-opening whenever you have one. Right. Yeah, I believe that. Give me one second. I'm going to take a drink real quick. You got it. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. As I said, I have a heck of a cold going, and uh, my throat's uncooperative right now. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, I um, recently had a very profound investigation that... I haven't released all the details on yet, or really any of the details on it. Um, I'm collecting all of my evidence through many, many hours of of listening to you know audio tape, video footage, and I analyze that. So for people to think, you know, you go out and spend 15 minutes and you gather something, no. I mean, this specific investigation. I spent nine hours by myself um, in this wow. in this building, and then since then I've put in probably an additional nine hours of looking through evidence, um, and I'm not done yet. I'm probably looking at like another five before I'm done. Um, so there's a lot of time it goes, and that's why I say it's not for everybody. People just think it's going to be like the ghost shows that they watch, like, oh, they were in there for an hour, and they had all this. No, <laughs> that's bullshit. Half these shows are fake anyway. Um, oh, yeah. And that's one of the things that pisses me off because I'm a fond um, researcher and I've been doing this for a long time. And it, it upsets me when I see how they manipulate people into thinking that it's something it's not. But I'm not saying all of them are. Um, but I recently had an experience um, where I'm sitting in a room and it's just me in the room by myself, me in the building by myself. And very famous location. I won't announce it just yet because I'm not ready to put out all my oh. facts and things. <laughs> But um, this room belonged to a famous entity that's seen not, – not famous as in like a celebrity, but she's known in this building, has been seen in and interacted with people many times over the years. And it's just me and her, um, or at least who I'm assuming to be her because I don't know who else it would be. And I'm talking with her, and I had said a couple things that I knew would probably gain a response, and sure enough it did. Now, first and foremost, I would just like to say that I'm never rude during my investigations. I don't taunt spirits. I don't treat them as if they're like a show pony or something that needs to amuse me. I think that anyone that does that just needs to stop fucking investigating right away. Um, But I do ask for a response if she'd be willing to do so. 
and the entire bed in the room starts to shake, visibly shake, and I have it on audio. You can hear the rattling of the bed as it just violently shakes in the corner of the room. And um, just to clarify it a second time, I repeat myself, and when I repeat myself, the bed starts to shake a second time. Um, And then I leave for a little while, and I come back to that room, and I say, just to make sure that I'm not going crazy, um, could you give me one additional sign? I'm sorry to ask. I know you've already given me clear-cut evidence, but could you do one more thing just to signify that that is for sure you? And it proceeds to shut two cabinet doors in the room behind me um, by itself, um, back to back, which was just the greatest evidence um, that I've gotten in quite a while. So, folks, if you're listening and that interests you, hate to do a shameless plug um, to the other show, but be listening up. I'm, you know, listening out for it. I will be announcing more of that on my other show. But if that is something that you're into, there's that and so much more, including multiple EVPs of voices caught on my recorder um, to footsteps to so, so much more. The evidence that I collected during this specific um, investigation was profound. So that'll be coming up in the next several weeks. And I can't wait to see what you guys think of it. There was one place that um, I'm thinking now if I could do it or not. And there was, I was watching a paranormal show. This was so many years ago. I don't even know what show it was. But um, they visited an island called Poveglia Island. That's probably not how you pronounce it. Poveglia, maybe. Okay. Um, it's like off the island of, well, like by France. Um, and they were saying that the island itself is made out of bodies that they burned during the bubonic plague. And then they built like an asylum on this island and shipped people over that had the plague to this asylum to like die. And then they kept building the island with their bodies. I have always, always, always wanted to go there, but I ne- I don't ever think I could do it. Like, it's terrifying, but that really interests me, and it's cool that, like, we can talk about that, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, you don't have to be one that goes there. It's just the interest in it is nice to see that people are interested in such things. Um, you know, there's a lot of great places out there that would be awesome to, to explore, or at least research about. Um, I oh, don't don't remember exactly where it is but there's a um there is a sanctuary of bones um out there that was a monk uh that monks built years and years ago um that the entire building is formed from human bones including the chandeliers um there's a sigil on the door carved in that says let me think if i got this right it says what you are we once were what we are you will become. Wow. And I love that. And it's um, it's the bones of all the former monks that, that served there. Um, and that's a very interesting place. And then obviously in, in the catacombs under France, there's, you know, a mile worth of tunnels of millions of bodies that have been, whenever it flooded, bodies started flooding up everywhere. And they took all those bones and then they built the catacombs. Um which I've always really wanted to see, which would be one of the creepiest things in the world, I think, to literally walk a mile underground oh, yeah. of nothing but skulls. Um, but something I would always love to do. I mean, that's horror and it's its finest. Yep, 100%. Now, talking about horror, I mean, 
what is your, I know this is always a hard question, but what is your favorite horror movie or what's your favorite style of horror? Because there's a lot of different styles. There's, there's obviously just gore. There's psychological thrillers. What is, what is it that when you're looking for a good horror movie, what do you look for? Um, yeah, that's a really hard question to answer. Everyone that always sees me um, and they see that I have like horror related tattoos and stuff, they always ask me, what's your favorite horror movie? I can never answer that, but I, den- I definitely can answer my favorite type. Right now, my favorite type is psychological horror. Um, I love it. I love being freaked out. I love being like, what the hell? Um, as just a consumer. But as a makeup artist, I obviously love the gore aspect. I'm always watching the goriest movies that I can find. I like a lot of, like, underground movies. Um, But I always try and watch the goriest ones I can find so that I can, like, you know, get ideas or try to recreate stuff and figure out how they did things. You know, it's easier in an underground movie because they don't have the budget to do CGI that um you're you're like everyday movie theater horror movies would you know so it's easier to recreate and figure out how an underground um, movie company would do something so i'm always taking inspiration from them and trying to recreate stuff no that makes sense yeah you can kind of watch what they're doing simulate it and kind of figure out what they're doing to learn yourself and to continue to progress now a question that i would have is and, and you might have a different take on it than me do you feel that sometimes gore can, you know, obviously it can help a horror movie and it can add a lot of visualization and really make people cringe and, and, and really get a point across. But do you also feel that in some cases it can ruin a horror movie? Because I feel that there's a lot of times that they can add a bunch of gore to it and then not really worry about the storyline. They don't care about making it that great of a movie or that great of a storyline. They're like, let's just slap a bunch of gore in there and we made a great movie. But whenever I finish watching the movie, I'm like, that was absolute dumpster juice. There wasn't any point to this fucking movie other than a bunch of gore. Do you feel that way or do you feel that um, they kind of go hand in hand? I do feel, I feel the exact same way as you. Um, I was watching... I really like to try and watch American Horror Story. I know it's super cliche, it's super dumb, but I always give it a shot each year. You know, every every year they come out with it, I give it a solid shot. So this year, I really think that they did a terrible job with the special effects. Um, and I think that they tried to cover up a lot of um, terrible plot um, I wouldn't even call it a plot. There was no plot. It was just, it was so terrible. And I really feel like they tried to cover up terrible acting and a terrible uh, concept with the gore. Um, if you watch a couple of scenes closely, there was like a scene, I think it was like the second or third episode. This was the episode I stopped watching. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Um, they stabbed a guy and his intestines fell out and the intestines they with a budget that American Horror Story has, they could have made silicone intestines. They could have had props. The intestines that they used looked like um, a pink stocking filled with cotton balls. It was so tacky and cheesy. And I understand that it's supposed to be like um, like an 80s kind of slasher flick, like remake. But the effects didn't match up like 
some of the effects were were pretty passable and pretty okay and then you had effects where it looked like you know pink stockings stuffed with cotton balls so (laughs) i feel like you really have to stick with it if you're going for tacky go for tacky i definitely have watched some b-horror movies that had tacky makeup in it and i loved them but um if you're going for tacky go for tacky but if you're going for like uh, award-winning effects then go for award-winning effects you know so i definitely think that um gore makeup can can be used terribly i agree and and the funny thing about what you just mentioned with american horror story and i'm probably seeming like a weirdo i'm a big fan of horror i always have been i've watched a lot of different horror movies in my day i have never seen a single minute a single episode of any of the american horror stories um I don't know why. It just never really interested me. Um, so it's weird. I hear people talk about it all the time. They're always like, what, what's your favorite or which season did you like? I'm like, I've never watched any of them. They're like, seriously? Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've never watched a single episode. And to be honest with you, it just doesn't interest me. Um, I'm yeah. very strange on the things that I watch. Honestly, when it comes to shows, I don't really watch any horror shows. I'll watch a movie. Um, but I just don't really feel like horror can be put into a series. Um you know, obviously a lot of people are going to disagree with that, but, um, I don't know. I'm very, very peculiar on a lot of different things and what horror I like. And honestly, there's not too many horror movies I even see anymore that I prefer every now and then there's ones that come out that I'm like, wow, that was amazing. But I would say that like 90% of the shit that I watch anymore, I'm just disappointed. So I'm going to try and convince you otherwise right now. I think that, um, I bet a lot of people do this. Um, there is a horror series on Netflix. It's not really, there is some gore incorporated. It's not really gore oriented, but it's called Two Sentence Horror Stories. Um, it's a series. Each one is not the same and they don't relate to each other. They're all separate um, series, but they're, if you like psychological horror, they're really, really great, um, like short story um, I guess horror stories almost. They're they're good psychological. Okay. You have to, you said two mm-hmm. sentence horror stories? Yeah, they're great. I watched them all in like <laughs> a night or two. I'm terrible. Now you Once said I that, that's on Netflix, you said? Yeah, yep. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to look for that. So, I don't know if you have Shudder, um, but Shudder put out like a creep show series. That was pretty good too. They they really did a good job on that. I remember um scrolling down my timeline and seeing my Cleopatra posting about them and I was like yeah he's right like everyone really had some good things to say about him I don't think one negative thing came out of that series so those are good too there's again not a lot of gore in them because it's like a creep show thing but they really did creep show justice with I, I, I seen that they were putting that out and I did see that he recently put on an article up and a review on that which brings me to a good point guys if you are a huge fan of horror and you like good honest reviews on horror my company brutal business entertainment does have a horror review column called the gruesome gazette I have several writers that on the weekly basis watch and review horror movies from all different kinds of genres of horror from psychological to slasher to gore to everything in between, um, from old to present day to upcoming movies. They give you good, honest feedback as they see it from what they've reviewed. They're not simple, just fly-by-night reviews. These are in-depth, detailed reviews. They do a great job on it. If you love all things horror, you'll love this page. Look up on Facebook, The Gruesome Gazette. And as I said, you can see a lot of great reviews, upcoming news, 
past releases, everything horror. Um, Chelsea Effects, as we are interviewing, is also a part of that. She does, um, you know, makeup tutorials on special effects makeup. So be keeping an eye out for some of her new videos coming up on that or new pictures. And um, as I said, I'm very centered around horror. So please don't feel out there that I said that there's no good horror movies. Obviously, there are some good <laughs> horrors. It's just there's not a lot of great um you know, ones that come out too often. It's few and far between that surprise me. But obviously, there are still a lot, and it's something that's very near and dear to me, or else I wouldn't have started an entire column on it. Um, but definitely, like I said, I think there's a lot more bad than good. I don't think the 2000s was a very good year or decade for horror. I think a lot of it was. Like, the 80s, great, led into the 90s, super great. And I think... um Right now, they're focused on just, like, remakes and stuff like that. And honestly, some of them are not not great. I really hated Pet Cemetery the remake. Haven't seen I it did. yet. Yeah, it's terrible. Don't waste your time. <laughs> well, it'd be hard for um, me to even get into the remake of that because I was around when the original Pet Cemetery came out. Um, and I loved it as a kid watching that. I mean... First and foremost, Stephen King's my favorite author of all time. So um, I know that might sound cliche to some people. Like everybody always wants to say Stephen King watts because he's a genius. And, right. you know, I've read probably 50 of his books already, which, you know, sounds like a lot, but it's like a fucking drop in the bucket. And, yeah. you know, he, he's got so many. And he's made a lot of great movies that are adapted into great films. And I can't really see someone redoing The Pet Cemetery and ever making me feel the way that that movie made me feel when I was a child. Oh, yeah. Yep, definitely. I remember uh, my first time watching it when I was younger. That was um, my first horror movie, actually. I was not um, subject to horror until I was about 9 or 10 years old, and that was me sneaking it. (laughs) But I remember the first time watching it and the feeling I had. And um, So I was a little weary, like, watching the remake and um, the second one, but I really think those were probably the best remake of this decade, that's for sure. That's what I've heard. You know, the funny thing about that is I haven't watched them, and the reason I haven't watched those is a little different than most. Most of the time, I don't watch a remake because I, as I said, don't feel that they'll do justice to it, and I don't want to see a different version of it because I like the original, and that's what I want to remember. But the reason I didn't watch the remake of the new It is because... I wanted to read the book before I watched the remake. Mm-hmm. I've watched the original a dozen times. Now, I will tell you first and foremost, folks, this is a fun fact about me. The book It by Stephen King terrifies me. Now, for different reasons than you may think. Most people say, like, oh, he's scared of the book. No, not scared of Pennywise or not scared of anything in the book. The book itself terrifies me. It's 1,200 fucking pages. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's what scares me. Not the characters in the book. I can read a lot, and I like to read. I'm a big reader, even though the last year I haven't been able to read that much just because life's been very busy with my my son that's recently been born in the last half a year and other things going on. I haven't been able to read as much as I would like to, and I'll certainly get back to it. But I don't know how many times I've picked up that book, would read a handful of pages, sit it down, and end up going to another book because for some reason it terrifies me. It it intimidates me. It's just too damn big. Um, Mm -hmm. So I always said that I wouldn't watch the remake of the new ones until I read the the book, and I just haven't been able to do it. (laughs) With books like that, I like to read too. With big books like that, which I – I buy, I go to the store and I'm like, yeah, I want this book. I grab the book, I bring it home and I'm like, why did I do this? 
but I like set a goal like before I go to bed every night I'm like all right you're gonna read 20 pages before you go to bed like back when I was in like middle school I would used to have to do that for like reading projects but it definitely plays a part now I'm like all right girl you got this 20 pages before you go to bed and you'll finish this book in no time (laughs) that's the best way to do it is to pick out and just do a certain amount each night um that's the funny thing is is when I was younger I didn't read a lot and now I do Okay, yeah, I've been a reader through and through. I'm to get uh, in trouble. I was uh, I had technology class in middle school, and I hated it. I hated technology class and woodworking and all that stuff. It's just I'm not very very creative, not with woodworking and stuff like that. So I would always read, and I used to get in trouble for reading. Other kids would get in trouble for you know throwing paper airplanes or whatever. I got in trouble for reading. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. When I was younger, I would try to read, and I just couldn't. Um, I I couldn't get into it. I, I always wanted to. I just couldn't keep my mind focused on reading. And then as when I got older, I completely flip flopped. Now I I absolutely love reading, and wish I had more time to do it. Yeah. Yep. I actually went pretty crazy there for a while. I forget. I read. It was like thirty six novels in one year. Um, wow. Yeah, I went ham on it, um, most of which were um, Stephen King, but it was a lot of other books. Um, one of the books that they actually adapted into a Netflix movie in the last year or so, but I read it before it was, they did a very good job on, on the on the movie. Um, the book, I feel, blew the movie out of the water, but was The Ritual Okay. by Adam I, uh, Neville. Just a fucking amazing book. I see it when I scroll my Netflix, and I'm like, do I want to watch this? But... Um, I guess with your good recommendation, I might. <laughs> I mean, if I had a choice to tell you, I would tell you to read the book before you watch the movie. Um, mm-hmm. But I, they did pretty good. I mean, they, they did a pretty good. I mean, obviously, the movie's always a little bit different than the book, which is, is kind of understood that that'll be the case. But they took a huge turn at the end there, um, which I understand why, because the book confused the shit out. I mean, like you're reading it, you're you're along for the ride. And then all of a sudden it takes this major fucking left turn. Um, whether you like it or not, it's completely like, it it threw me for a loop for a minute. I'm like, what the fuck just happened to me? Um, (laughs) so they kind of cut that out of the movie and they kept it somewhat the same, but they took a big portion of like the, what the fuck am I reading right now out of it? Um, which I, I can understand. Um, but you'd have to read it to see what I'm talking about. It, it's like the, I gotta be honest with you. The book fucking terrified me. Um, I'm reading it, and I was putting myself in their shoes during the the um, during the the reading of the book. And I'm someone who loves to hike. I love the woods, and it's about being lost in the very thick Scandinavian forest, which is miles and miles and miles of dense, dense forest. And they get lost out there. A couple buddies that reunite after a long time of not seeing each other. They used to get together every year um, and spend time. They haven't seen each other in years. Life got busy. They have kids and wives now. They get together and they go hiking. And none of them really wanted to, but the one guy really wanted to go hiking, so they all agreed to it. And they get lost in this very, very thick, dense forest. And that's all I'm going to say about the book. Um, that in itself is terrifying. <laughs> it, it it leads into just a completely fucking whacked out book. Um, but I would definitely suggest that. And another one that will absolutely warp your mind is called Pen Pal. You should read that book. Everyone in the world, if you're listening, read that book. It'll do things to your mind that you are not ready for. Who's that by? Oh, I'm trying to think of what the name of the author is on that one. Um, it, it I guess it started out actually as... 
individual writings on oh. Reddit. And oh. um, I guess the guy was just releasing individual sections. It was never meant to be a book. And I guess enough people liked it that he ended up making it into a book. And it was, I loved it. I thought it was an absolute great book. It was very twisted. It made me feel very uncomfortable in certain spots. Um, That's my favorite. (laughs) It's amazing though. I mean, I'm like, wow, I've never read a book like it. It's by an author named uh, Dathan Arbach. Dathan A-U-E-R-B-A-C-H. And the front of the book will just show you what looks like just a random person or a kid standing in the forest and it's hazy outside. It's a brown covered book. That book I would suggest to absolutely anyone in the world. It's one of my favorite books I've read in the last several years, but, um, very great one. And as you're a fan of gore, um, I would say if you really want a fucked up book to read, read a book called survivor. Um, and, uh, I think the guy's name was last name was Gonzalez. He was actually from here in Pennsylvania. He died, um, several years ago, but, uh, it is just a straight snuff film book. Like if if you can imagine a snuff film into a book form, it is um, pretty much that way. It is fucking brutal. It it'll make you cringe in certain spots, not because of being uncomfortable. It'll make you cringe like holy fuck that I just read that. Like who the fuck would say that? Um, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's disgusting. It is by far the most graphic thing I've ever read, except for the entire Matt Shaw catalog. Matt Shaw is one of my favorite authors. Mm-hmm. Um, that dude needs some severe psychiatric help. <laughs> now, before we go too much further, I think we should take our second break. We're going to jump into another song by the fellas in It That Betrays, and this song is called Ghost. We'll be right back on Uncovering the Underground. No, no, it's fucking wrong. No, it's fucking wrong. I'm crawling back into my own mind Parasitic to myself, I am my own demise No disguise when I'm face to face with my own eyes See the soggy tears I hide from the shed of light Just give up the fight and recite a lullaby Cause suicide is just the beginning of goodbye The key to life is really what you see inside And tonight, I break this veil and cross the line I'm so explosive and hopeless, can't cope with shit A poster kid of depression, suicidal idiot Fucking anger fits, made up by imagination I'm going crazy, losing it, I'm drowning in this booze again I'm blowing up your phone again Just fucking answer it before I open up this vest and fucking bleed again Punching holes in walls, bloody fist, devastation I finally destroyed all of what God made me Spirit trapped in this flesh I see no escape except to die No more can I accept the lie 
So I will just say Fossils don't go anywhere but between This world and the next Though I tend to lean towards moving on But negative emotions have me anchored to the grave So I just sit here posting Like an afterthought Follow my people around Can't interact better off in the ground Get to see who really down and who fake Who let me down Wish I can fix all mistakes Regret builds my prison I try to escape Chains of purgatory pull me back Is this my fate? All the hate molds me to malevolent wraith Wishing harm on those I love Wanting all of them to taste My own hell, not cause they did me ill The solitude drives me mad while I just sit still The world moves on, how am I supposed to feel? Ghostly apparition in the corner Only watching kill Spirit trapped in this flesh I see no escape except to die No more can I accept the So I will just say a dollar every time they said they doubt me I'd be able to buy all of these snakes that surround me I try to feel astounding even when it's cloudy and that is why I identify as a foundling these haters always knock everything I ever said you will never appreciate the things I represent and so it's not my fault if you deny my medicine I don't go uninvited you just gotta let us in I'm only doing this not for my endorphins you better watch your mouth before you summon the four horsemen cause it's time I'm kicking your door in with no warning as I snatch your chain and eat your porridge <laughs> yeah until I am dead I won't be truly respected just another posthumous artist that best that but unlike the rest I'm a worthy investment cause if you don't got a message then I don't pay attention nope puppet on a string just a puppet on a string watch real closely and you'll see what I mean a puppet on a string just a puppet on a string they can make you do anything a puppet on a string just a puppet on a string everything's to try and please the queen bee a puppet on a string just a puppet on a string if you want to be free come on out the mainstream we live in separate worlds and mine can't be deciphered unless you've seen the power of the higher inside you like a warlock through the logs i'm starting the fire the pressure of the soldier cutting the wire i'm riding through the sky on a rainbow serpent you're riding on a hearse with no way to preserve it whatever you receive i hope you know you deserve it because that's what you get when you live as an observant so take it to heart and stay out of my forest i'm dancing around the fire with a woman so gorgeous performing rituals that most consider historic to bring out the best of what i feel is important i'm writing from the heart just because i am an artist no matter what you throw at me the first it was the hardest call me the marksman because i always hit my target the wordsmith spitting curses on the heartless puppet on a string just a puppet on a string watch real closely and you'll see what i mean a puppet on a string just a puppet on a string 
can make you do anything A puppet on a string, just a puppet on a string Everything's to try and please the queen bee A puppet on a string, just a puppet on a string If you want to be free, come on out the mainstream I'm staring at the void and I see my reflections My thoughts are pulling me in multiple directions The only arrow that I like is pointing towards ascension That is the epiphany that's run from the lesson Cause life is a never-ending series of tension You start feeling like you're an animated suspension Getting whipped around from inceptive dimensions To enjoy the gift of today in the present I had to face demons just to start progressing I had to face issues that I wasn't addressing To get to the point where I stopped with the questions And accepted every opportunity as a blessing The suffering is beauty when it isn't resentment And all your negativity has been neglected So listen to the words that are forming the sentence And tell me, do I finally have your attention? Puppet on a string, just a puppet on a string Watch real closely and you'll see what I mean A puppet on a string, just a puppet on a string They can make you do anything A puppet on a string, just a puppet on a string Everything's to try and please the queen bee A puppet on a string, just a puppet on a string If you want to be free, come on out the mainstream All right, folks, we are back on Uncovering the Underground Radio Podcast Show. I'm your host, Skippy Ickham of Brutal Business Entertainment, and we just gave you a double feature there on that commercial break. We gave you Ghost by It That Betrays, and then we played after that Puppet Master by Mike Cleopatra. So hopefully you enjoyed those songs. If you do enjoy them or did enjoy them, please find the artist, give them a like, give them a share. Once again, that is It That Betrays and Mike Cleopatra, both of New York, both acquaintances of our guest tonight, Chelsea Effects. Um, we've been kicking it with her a little over an hour now, getting to talk everything from you know her starting in the special effects makeup side to her love of horror to different horror books that you know I'm suggesting on my end as a big reader and she is as well. We've talked about all kinds of things tonight, um, so make sure if you missed any of it and you're tuning in right now that you go ahead and jump back and play it from start. Right now it's live, so you can't do so until the episode ends, but when the episode does end at 10.30, you can go back and listen to it from start to finish. Make sure you check out all of our past episodes as well, as I already mentioned, and uh, let us know what you think about the show, whether you liked it, whether you hated it. If you have any suggestions, feel free to do so. We take anything that you have to say into consideration. You can message us on Instant Messenger here at uh, Spreaker.com. Or you can email us at brutalbusinessent at gmail.com. Again, that is brutalbusinessent at gmail.com. Whether it's you know something that you have a suggestion on the show, a critique for the show, um, you want to get your music you know on the show for the Uninterrupted Underground Music Hour, you want to possibly be a guest on the show, or anything in between, feel free to email us. I answer our emails daily. Every single comment and message that's come across my desk in the last 20 years has been answered. So I tell you, whether it's one or it's a thousand, every single one of you will get responded to. All right, so why don't we, uh, we, we've talked about the show you have coming up this weekend. We've talked about, you know, some of the plans you have for yourself. And then one of the questions I always ask everybody is you put obviously a lot of time into your craft. If you could yeah. take back all of that time, have all of the time you spent working on makeup, reading about it, watching videos and tutorials, 
everything that you, all the energy and time that you've put in, if you could have that back to put into one other thing, what would it be? Painting. Yeah, I paint a lot and I feel like it's always this um, love-hate balance between am I going to do a makeup tonight or am I going to paint tonight when I get home from work? So um, painting is my second love, uh, second to makeup. So um, if I could do anything else, I would be painting. (laughs) No, that's awesome. Those are two things that I literally cannot do. Um, I could never draw. I was never artistic. So like I told you earlier, I've never done anything with special makeup or special effects makeup. Um, you know, I've done some really cool Halloween costumes, but never anything with latex because I knew without even ever trying it that I couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> it it's oh, just one of those yeah. things. You got to know your boundaries and, and looking at it, I'm like, nope, can't do it. I can't draw. I can't paint. Um, I can make music all day. I can do the radio and talk like a son of a bitch. But I'll tell you what, I cannot do anything actually artistic. So I steer clear. So it's great when you meet people and talk to people such as yourself that, you know, just have a knack for doing that. Definitely. Halloween is my big thing. I have a lot of friends. Um, I did a couple makeups this year that um, I had friends that say, I can't do this. I need you to complete my Halloween costume. And I'm glad they said that, you know, as simple as it may be to me, it's not that simple to them. So it's like, yeah, I'll do it for sure. You know, I'm always trying to help out. So no, that's awesome. And that actually leads me to a question I wanted to ask is it's a double parter. What is your favorite? What's your favorite installation? We'll call it an installation. I think it's a good word. What's your favorite installation that you've done so far, as far as a piece that you've done, you know, with special effects makeup, and on the opposite end of that coin, what is the one that you've tried to do over and over again and you just cannot seem to nail it? <laughs> okay. Uh, that's so hard. Okay, the one that I really can't seem to nail is frostbite. I hate frostbite makeup. I've tried it 700 times and I hate it every time. Um, I just can't seem to nail that one. And the one that I like the most is like, that's a tie. Um, I did an exorcist um, Reagan makeup on myself. Uh, I think it was last year or the year before that, that I really, really, really loved. Um, And then I also did 25 days of Christmas. So I did a makeup every day in December last year. And I ended up doing like an advent calendar um, on Steve's back. And it was the coolest, most intricate thing, but I loved it. And it was one of my favorite makeups. Um, It took so long to do. (laughs) So You did really um, good last year. I remember the 25 days of Christmas and you came out with a great one every single day. So kudos to you for that. I remember seeing every day a post from you um, showing your work and it was awesome. That took a lot of of time to do because sometimes... um, I mean, no one's free every night, so I would do two or three makeups in one night and then post them the following days. So there were times where I was up to like 1, 2 a.m., you know, trying to bust out makeups to post for the next day and the day after. That was very diligent work, but I had a lot of fun doing that. The 25 Days of Christmas was was probably my favorite um, time frame for me. Well, that's great, and it's things like that that make you stand out, so all the hard work you put in is worth it because people notice it. I obviously noticed it um, and was very impressed by it, and I'm sure I'm certainly not the only one, so um, kudos to you for that. Now, um, you know, obviously we know that you like to paint. We know that you like to do special effects makeup. We know that you're a part of the underground scene now and love going to shows and love horrorcore, but what else do you have a passion for that we don't know about? 
Um, what do I have a passion for? I guess I really, this is going to sound terrible, but I love my job. I have a passion for helping people. Um, I work at like a, I work for Planned Parenthood right now. Um, some people are like, oh my God, why would you want to do that? But I really love helping people. Um, that's my other passion is just um, doing as many things as I can for other people and helping them out and um, just really giving back to the community in a way that um, doesn't really always involve like monetary donations or something like that. Like always investing your time is what I try to do. So anytime I'm not spending on myself or um, spending creating something, I try and spend giving back to the community or or just being kind like kind and careless, you know. So no, that's great. I mean, it's good to have a passion for your work. I love what I do as well as as far as my career. And, um, you know, I love helping people also. So certainly a great thing to hear that you like to do. Um, so, you know, kudos to you on that as well. Thanks. Now, something I ask every single person that comes on the show, if you had to pick one animal that ultimately would be the ruler of them all, so the animals all rise up against one another, and one has to become the ultimate race, humans not included. What animal would it be, and why? Oh, man. <laughs> There's so much thought that needs to go into this. Like, my first automatic instinct was, like, giraffe, but I don't. that's the wrong answer. It's probably a bird of some sort, and I'm going to say, like, maybe a parrot or, like, a macaw. Because, like, they can fly and, like, other animals can't fly, you know. So if if a bird wants to get away, it's going to get away. So, I mean, I'm going to say a bird of some sort. But parrots and macaws can talk. So I'm going to say they're probably over, like, a, a dove, you know. So, <laughs> so, no, that's interesting because I've asked that question many, many times. And two answers that I've never gotten is a bird or a giraffe. Um, so very interesting that those would have been the two choices that you initially came up with. So very, very, very interesting. The only reason I thought of a giraffe in the first place was because I saw this crazy video of like a giraffe swinging its neck at another giraffe. And I was like, damn, that's one thing that I would not want to do is get hit by a giraffe neck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I don't think you'd want to do that. They can fuck you up with their neck. I mean, they'll swing that bad boy and take you out. Um, yeah, but they're not very fast, so then they could get eaten, That which led me to a bird. Like a bird is the only animal that could really get away if it wanted to. True. I mean, you know, and I'm sure there's someone who could figure out a reason that a bird wouldn't work. But I mean, okay. um, I've heard everything from ants to octopus and jellyfish to lions and tigers and bears oh, and everything octopus in between. Octopus is a good one. Yeah, because I mean, there's different thinking. If the world, you know, if you're in the ocean, what can really hurt you except other ocean life? So, I mean, say you're a giant squid, what's really going to fuck with you? You know what I mean? That's so, true. But, you know, I'm sure there's something. I mean, you know, the, the megalodons that we don't know still exist could probably eat that squid. Um, right. <laughs> or, or the mermaids that people would like to pretend that don't exist. You know, I'm sure they could come with their spears and fuck something up because mermen are real people. Mermen and mermaids are real. Hashtag that shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Straight up, though, there was a special a few years ago on mermaids about, like, evidence that mermaids are actually, like, a real thing. I think I watched that one. Was that on the Nat Geo? Was that where, like, the mermaid came and put her hand on the submarine thing? Yeah, that. And there was footage from a teenager on an old flip phone from years ago of all these beached wells. And he was walking along, filming it with his phone. And in between a couple of the wells 
was this body of what looked like a person. He walked up to it and he's filming and he's like, what the hell? And you can see it. It looks kind of like what we would uh, simulate to be a mermaid, but a little different. Not, not your like pretty Disney mermaid. This thing was fucking terrifying looking. And, um, it, it like jumps up and starts making all kinds of noise because it's not completely dead yet. Um, and another thing that they said is they, there's a lot of fisher, deep sea fishermen that go out and pull out a lot of fish out of the ocean. Not like your sports fisher. I mean, I'm talking like people uh, go out there and pull out thousands of pounds of tuna and shit. Um, where they were pulling out big fish like tuna and sharks and things that had spears stuck in the side of them. And when they pulled the spears out, they were made out of coral reef. And they were carved very, very intricately. Um, and like the detail on this coral reef was carved to a level that we couldn't even carve as human race. And they were carved into a staff made of coral reef. So there's been way more than one account of this. So very interesting of the possibility that mermen or mermaids could be real. I think they are. Never know. The ocean's a big thing. That's one thing. The ocean's as vast as space is pretty much because we can't make it to the depths of most of the places in the world of ocean. And they're still constantly finding things that they never knew. Outside of Japan, there is a piece of stone that predates what we were told is even the human existence. It actually is so old and so intricately carved that they said it would be hard for anybody even nowadays to make this structure underwater on the coast of Japan, but yet its age actually predates cavemen and Neanderthals. So how the hell did something before Neanderthals would have even been here create what looks like almost pyramids under the ocean um, two things because one, they couldn't have made it that long ago because they wouldn't have been smart enough or supposedly. Um, and it couldn't have been underwater. Um, at that time it would have been so long ago that it wouldn't have been underwater for it to actually have been dry land that that would have been way, way, way before Neanderthals. So we're being lied to somewhere folks. Um, I won't get too much into that tonight. That's more for my other show, but don't believe what you're told. I agree with that. Now, with our, um, well, actually, no, I got one other question for you, and then we're going to let you wrap up. Tell us where we can check out all your stuff at, who you'd like to give thanks to, and shout outs to, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up for the evening. But I think the most important question of the evening is this If you had to fight either a horse sized beaver or a hundred <laughs> beaver sized horses, what would you choose, and what would be your plan of attack? Beaver-sized horses. Oh, man, but they're, like, small and feisty. But I would say beaver-sized horses because... Could you just fucking picture a horse beaver? Like, a a big, giant beaver horse. Every week I like to picture that. Trust me, that's why I ask it. Because every week in my mind, it is fucking terrifying. you imagine this giant beaver with its long fucking teeth and its big paddle tail? No, yeah, I'd pick the small horse beaver, the small one. (laughs) Yeah, well, so it wouldn't be. Yeah, so it'd be, it'd be a little horse. It'd be a little beaver yeah, size horse. Yeah, I'd pick a little miniature beaver horse. It'd be like a yeah, little um. Sure. What the hell are those toys called? My my pony, my pretty pony. Oh yeah, that's what I would pick. Yeah, they'd if be like a bunch I'm of little my pretty draw ponies. Or paint this in the next coming weeks. Like you're wrong because I'm going to. <laughs> Please do like a bunch of angry little zombie horses. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to. (laughs) There you go. I inspire people. You hear that, folks? I inspire people to open up their creativity. This is going to be great. 
Well, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us where we can check out all of your artwork and all of your work at, and then let us know who you would like to give shout outs to. We'll go ahead and close out for the evening. Yeah, so you can find most of my work on Facebook. Um, it's facebook.com backslash SFX. And you can find um, a lot of my work on Instagram, which is also ChelseaFX with one S. Um, and I also have a website that I book through. You can book through Facebook um, Messenger if you want to. Um, I have a website. It's uh, um, Wix so there's that there's uh you can scroll through like my bio on that hear a little bit more about me um and then at the bottom there's booking info and pricing and all that kind of stuff if you're interested so that's um that's my that's where you can find me that's my info and then again i would just like to shout out um everyone on confused products media so itv drama um Everyone that's involved with that, uh, Falling Star Photography, just trying to kill it out here in the underground and network and get familiar with each other. So you can find some of my work on the Confused Products Media Facebook page as well. There you go, folks. You heard her where to check out all of her um, you know, materials. So make sure you please go and follow those pages, like those pages, and share them around. She would really appreciate it, and I certainly would appreciate it. And uh, make sure you check out her work. You've heard a lot about it tonight. You got to meet her as a person and as an artist. But now I want you to go and actually find out what her art is and see the amazing work that she does. So you heard the links. Go check them out and let us know what you think. Send us an email. Leave us a comment and tell us what you thought of her work. Thank you for having me. Oh, not a problem. And folks out there, I did want to let you know, upcoming shows that we have next week, the 19th, which is obviously Thursday. We come to you every Thursday night. We have Deviant Horror, an underground horrorcore group made of a husband and wife. They've been making some shockwaves in the underground. We're going to bring them on and pick their brains a little bit. The following week on the 26th, the day after Christmas, we are bringing on Grimm, the winner of the Magic Ninja Entertainment Rap Contest this year. We'll be happy to kick it with him, great underground hip-hop artist. And then the following week on the 2nd of January, we are bringing on my man Dean, Destiny, Everything and Nothing. Um, you know, We had him on at the beginning of this year. We're bringing him back here, what he's been doing with his series that he makes as far as his horror series, his horror comics that he makes. The man does everything um, and is putting out a lot, a lot of media right now. And we want you to hear about some of the upcoming projects that he's released and is working on since his um, debut on Uncovering the Underground in January of this year, I believe it was. So it might have been February. I, I can't remember. As I said, they blend together, folks. But go back and listen to our past episodes. Make sure you check out all of our future episodes. And other than that, we really love you and appreciate you tuning in to us tonight. And uh, we'll catch you next time on Uncovering the Underground. Chelsea, we really appreciate you being on tonight, and you have a wonderful evening. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Take care.